0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Chilling with Millie. In tonight's episode, I will be discussing a very important topic to me, and that is eating disorders, as well as body shaming. I will never understand how and why someone's body size will ever affect someone else. It absolutely baffles me how inconsiderate and degrading people are, especially on social media and behind electronics. I will also never clearly understand why some parents feel the need to comment or make fun of their child's or another child's or adult's weight and size. If it is not your body, then you do not really have any place to call someone out. And I understand that maybe there are times where, you know, we openly joke, but sometimes if you read the room, you can tell when a joke has gone too far and has hurt someone deeply seems that sometimes parents and other teens and children and adults just want to constantly prove how flawed you really are. But the moment you call them out on their BS, what do they do? They get butt hurt and become defensive and deny, deny, deny. That is the uttermost rude and inconsiderate thing to do. My body, just like many other children and teens and other adults, is mine and therefore I make the decisions on what I want to do to and with my body. As long as I am not hurting myself, I can self-govern without help. <clears throat> but that just seems to be a problem for some people, and that is that is a bunch of crap. It is always easy to point out flaws in other people, but not ourselves. I understand that, and you know, we all go through periods of judgment, But when someone tells you that your words hurt, you stop. You do not say, oh, that is not what I meant. Or when did I say that? Or what do you mean? When you say um, rude things to people, the only thing you should really say is, I am sorry. I will learn from my mistake and I will not say it again. But the problem is that sometimes they may say those words but not mean them, and then the next time they call you out on your weight and they call you out on how much you are eating and then become oblivious to the previous conversation you already had about body shaming. And that is just a shame. There are many things I can tolerate when it comes to me personally. I can tolerate racism, I can tolerate sexism, and I can tolerate people wanting to argue with me about my personal choice of going vegan. But one thing I cannot tolerate and the thing that sort of tears at me is body shaming. And when people say you're eating a lot or that's a lot of food, are you sure you can finish all of that? You're going to get fat. You're eating too much, you've gained weight. Why don't you eat? You've lost weight. You're basically turning into a skeleton. Look at you, eating again. You're always in the kitchen eating. It is always always something. And when those things are said over and over, and when your flaws are constantly called out, and you're always hearing something negative being said, it eats away at your spirit, and it feels almost as if you are not even seen as a human. You are just seen as a punching bag. When someone just picks and picks at you, it can feel like you are beginning to lose control of your emotions and you may feel out of place and alien to your surroundings. That is one of the many worst feelings. And then you may hear the words, sometimes you just have to get over it, or, you know, they mean no harm. You have to be strong and not let it get to you. You can't take those words to heart. But some people are different, personalities are different. Some people will take harsh words to heart, and some will just let it pass by not everyone's going to be the same and think the same the problem with parents saying things like you can you can't let the the words get to um, get to you the problem with that is it feels as if they are pushing you aside and they are pushing aside the emotions of that person being bullied and it feels as if they are just saying that we need to man up basically but those are not encouraging words, and those words only make people feel worse. The only thing that should change is the person who said those hurtful things. Especially if it is a parent saying those things to the, ch- to the child or the teen, that parent needs to change. They are the ones who need to reevaluate their rude behavior impulses and crude words. Another thing I want to touch on is dieting. I know that parents out there all over just want what is best for the child. But sometimes what parents may think is the best for the child is really what is best for the parent. Meaning, when parents want their 11-year-old to go on a diet because they think it is what is best for the 11-year-old, parents are truly doing that because it is what they think is right, because they themselves see being thin as being accepted, acceptable or attractive. Even parents come with their own unrealistic beauty standards because they see beauty as being like a Ken in Barbie doll sometimes. But I must admit that I have seen some pretty accepting parents. I have seen parents who do not worry about their child, um, in what, who, have not, who don't really worry about what their child consumes. And what I mean by worry is that they are not obsessive about calories and carbs and sugar. They are accepting and they teach and practice healthy eating habits in a way that is not pushy and degrading towards their children. But then I have seen parents who police their children and count carbs, which are actually good for you because carbs give you fuel and energy, and carbs are a major source of needed nutrients for our bodies. So I really do not understand how some parents are saying, oh, that has too many carbs, do not eat it, or carbs this and carbs that. There is absolutely nothing really wrong with carbs being eaten as long as it is in moderation and we pay attention to portion size. If I want to eat a donut, then I am going to eat a donut and that should not be met with the words how many calories are in there. I understand that we should pay attention to calories and things of that nature, but sometimes I do not think it is that necessary. I just want to eat a donut and not feel like I should be guilty and feel like I need to exercise because someone keeps speaking about how unhealthy and calorie-packed it is. Sometimes I just want to eat and watch TV, not be yelled at for eating so much because I hear that enough. Those words have not disappeared from my head and that is what truly sucks. It is when those negative words become your third voice and they begin to consume your brain until an unhealthy eating habit forms and becomes a routine thing that changes into an eating disorder. It begins with a hateful word or a comment about your body and then that one comment can turn into possible self-hatred or that constant feeling that we are not enough and therefore we need to do something to ourselves in order to feel like a somebody because I felt that for the longest time after people were making fun of our bodies and our eating habits. We felt like a doll that people pushed around and we ended up feeling like a nobody. My body should and is mine to govern, not some, not anyone else's. How many times do we have to say it for people to actually get it? The same thing, the same saying goes for those who want to have an abortion. It is not our choice to say if women should have that right or not. It is and should be the woman's choice to determine if they want to have an abortion or not. The same goes for eating. It is my choice to want to eat a single donut for breakfast or some cake for breakfast. It is not anyone else's choice. Unless I was a child, then sure, the decision is not entirely up to me. But as a teenager or young adult, we should have that choice to eat what we want without disgust and negative comments coming from our parents or anyone else. There are are ways to address someone's eating habits. If a parent, friend, or sibling is concerned about a close buddy's eating habits, then there is a way to approach the situation with love, compassion, and care. There is, how about we first eat some fruit before eating candy or dessert? You could also say, if you eat one cup of veggies, then you can eat one cup of your favorite snack. The point is that there are always different ways to approach eating habits at every age besides yelling at them and punishing them. When addressing eating habits, instead of saying you should or ought to do this or that, we should try to say, would you like to try this or how about we give this um, a try first and then if there is room for more, then we can try this. Just at all cost, skip the degrading words and body shaming. That goes for parents and teens. Do not be a, a dill hole. One thing to remember is that no one ever truly forgets the times where parents, friends, or siblings called them fat or told them that they were eating too much or gaining weight in things related to those phrases. No one ever forgets the hurtful words said by loved ones no matter how many years back it was. Painful words and painful situations only become agonizing pains that will just not go away. They are pains that cause distress in many people. I know that sometimes I I wake up feeling like a boss, you know, I feel confident, but then the minute I begin to self analyze and when I read too much into my thoughts that either have been hidden away for months or years or thoughts that just appear, I begin to feel a bit depleted and disassociated from my surroundings because I feel uncomfortable with my body and how it and how I look and how I look to others. I always think about if I look weird from behind, you know, it's just the small things that have accumulated from this idea that, you know, of a body shaming of how, uh, eating habits equates to getting fat or being too thin or whatever it is. It's just the negative connotation behind eating that has followed me and probably followed other people around that just sometimes would make us feel uncomfortable it's just I accumulate so many thoughts and then I feel my soul leave my body and I basically become a zombie because I have been become so uncomfortable with who I am. I live, breathe and and walk, but I, I feel empty because I think about every negative thing said to me or said about me regarding my body and eating. Sometimes those thoughts just appear out of nowhere and it does not even matter if the situation I am in has provoked and tugged at my emotions. Sometimes when we encounter emotional and negative situations after some time, we may think that we are fine and we have learned and we have learned how to become stronger from it, so that means we can put that behind us. But those same feelings come back to you a year later and you realize that What happened to you when you were eight was never really resolved, and now you are 19 and still feeling that moment over and over. That is the absolute worst feeling. It becomes draining and so heavy that it feels like we can't carry it anymore, so we just forget it ever happened. But an issue not resolved but ignored instead always comes back at our lowest and most painful times because that damaged tissue has left an internal scar that was or has become unbearable this is why we need to stop body shaming for the person suffering sometimes the pain becomes way too real to the point that it just diminishes this our our sanity and our well-being instead of shaming we should be loving or staying out of people's business If me wanting to just allow myself some sweets once in a while does not affect me, then why should it make you so upset? If everything is in moderation and is decent and or healthy, then why should my weight bother you or anyone else? Now, I am going to list some things to know about eating disorders. This information comes directly from Healthline in an article titled, Eating Disorders Aren't What You Think, Nine Things You Should Know. The first thing they list is that people can look healthy. Someone with an eating disorder will not always look thin and they will not always be someone who carries some extra weight. They could be people who are at a normal weight who has uh, atypical anorexia or bulimia nervosa. Atypical anorexia is presented as someone who has a normal body weight but they have the same behaviors as someone who may experience body image distortions, and they may feel the same fears as someone who has anorexia nervosa. They may not be underweight, but they may lose weight and may weigh less than their typical body weight. But weight loss is not prevalent in all individuals. Some of the criteria of diagnosis found with anorexia nervosa is also found in atypical anorexia. Another thing they list is that an eating disorder is a health crisis. To some, it may appear that an eating disorder is easy to overcome if the person just eats. But it is not always that simple. Eating disorders can affect the entire psychological well-being of an individual and can be tough overcome, especially when you have people who sometimes feel the need to point out how small or large someone is and equate that to a certain level of beauty and acceptance. An eating disorder is not a choice. It is not someone just trying to gain attention and, and comments. An eating disorder develops for different reasons, and those reasons are not really for us to know. It can start off as one thing, and then it turns into a more serious case. We will never truly understand unless we have experienced it, but it is not our place to negatively judge how much or how little someone eats. One thing we need to remember is that an eating disorder can affect anyone, no matter size and looks. An eating disorder can look like calorie restriction, and I understand that some people may try to lower their calorie intake for health reasons, but there are times where it can become an obsession and that calorie restriction becomes more Although calorie restriction may be more common amongst girls, it is also common amongst boys as well. Boys and men can suffer from an eating disorder, just like girls and women do. An eating disorder can be small or large, brief or extensive. Disordered eating is not just bulimia or anorexia. There are more examples of an eating disorder cultural influences can affect the development of a possible eating disorder. It can be the unrealistic body standards we see in the media. Those unrealistic body standards are seen when we believe one body type is more appealing to the masses over another body type because it is deemed as being more appealing and beautiful. I know that we may deem being thin as being more appealing to being bigger. And when we are constantly fed that idea, it can set unrealistic beauty standards and it makes men and women believe that in order to be considered angelic and ethereal, we must be perfectly thin, slim, and tall. But beauty is seen in all. Beauty is seen in those who are short and thick, tall and thin, short and thin, tall and thick. All sizes and all body types are beautiful and we all are not perfect. And, of course, we can always make improvements. But that is not up for the public to call out someone on their weight because we think they are overweight. People know themselves better than anyone else does. Unless we are their personal doctor, there is no need for anyone to comment on someone else's body size and body type. It is easy to just keep your negative comments to yourself. People should be ashamed of body shaming. I have realized that in this generation because many people have begun to become more comfortable with their bodies at all sizes and all shapes it appears that confidence has been seen as odd by some people what is so odd about someone being happy with their weight cellulite stretch marks stretch marks thunder thighs belly rolls etc i do not think anything is wrong with it but i am going to look at both sides of the equation there is this side of someone who is body positive, and there is a side of someone who is body positive, but they are also aware of the health risk when it comes to unhealthy eating patterns. I will look at both sides in order to understand each other. So we, you know, in order to understand, we must see both sides of the equation with any situation. On the side of health, con- of the health conscious, there is the fact that people should and need to care about what they consume because there are negative health effects when it comes to consuming too much of anything, especially too much of the wrong things. When you allow yourself too much freedom with eating, then it can turn into a problem of overindulging, which can become a disordered eating pattern that can lead to health issues in the future. But the way to address that issue is not by calling someone out or making fun of them. Maybe offer to help or offer to switch up certain foods that are considered unhealthy with a fruit or vegetable. On the side of someone who is all for body positivity and for freedom of consuming what you want, I think that anything in moderation is still an important thing. But I also think that sometimes it is completely fine to allow yourself to cheat. I always eat candy, chips, and lots of vegan treats because when I get a sweet tooth, it is hard to control and so I allow myself to overindulge a bit because I can and because I know I will burn it off because I do kickboxing and I go for runs often. I like to eat, and I like to let loose a lot. I enjoy my weekends of eating lots of vegan Thai food, rice, tofu, donuts, health bars, Sprite, powder donuts. I eat it all because I know that in the end of the day, I am human, and humans like to treat themselves and like to enjoy that feel-good food and that feel good feeling you know you do you boo but at the same time be careful and take care of yourself and if you need help or have any questions i hope that you do not hesitate to ask someone a good friend your parents or someone else's parents that you feel are trust are trustworthy i still want you to look out for yourself and your overall health uh but now we are at the end of this podcast, and I appreciate those who listened, and I hope that what I said regarding eating regarding eating disorders and body shaming did not offend anyone. I just wanted to state some things that I found to be interesting and important to know. But before e- ending, I must state a quote. We don't develop courage by being happy every day. We develop it by surviving difficult times and challenging adversity. Barbara De Angelis. If you made it to the end, I appreciate you for listening. Adios.